In part two of my conversation with Sarah Cahill, we talk about what we all can learn from kids. Also, Sarah shares her perspective of the time when she wound up Eat Like Apes and what she'd learned from that. And not only that, the inspiration behind Sarah's book, Elsie's Arabian Adventures. We find out where that came from. Sarah speaks about the benefits of exploring with kids and giving them the time to be curious about the world, teaching them breath work and meeting kids where they are at. The opportunities for us to learn from children is endless. So here is part two with Sarah Cattle. There's um oh, there's so much I want to get through with you as well, and um, I'm I kind of conscious that that there's there you also from from what was the stage after uh, Eat Like Apes? What came next? Uh, there was a bit of a pause after Eat Like Apes. So when I got to the point where um, like that, I was setting it up. Brian was overseas. I remember he came home and he was on leave, and he just spent his whole leave making and packaging protein and getting them out to the different stores with me but um we we moved house then and uh we had a big investment you know into that and like all things you cut your cloth and um and and you make decisions and the decision was the family obviously you know um and, tough, and was also that a, was that a tough decision you know it's never really tough when it's for the benefit of your family you, you know yeah there's a bit of personal kind of like grief that you kind of oh God, if I had it kept going now where could that be but you have to be realistic as well you know the food market is a is a tricky market it's difficult it's competitive um, and stuff goes out of date and and you know supermarkets won't pay for it if it doesn't sell so you know so there's lots of other factors that you know I had to bring in and and the the you know the the right choice was to to wind it up at that time you know and because i felt if i had gone further and outsourced or gotten an investor then you see you're not working for yourself anymore either yeah you know and that was always at the back of my mind my whole ethos is is really working around us so i have to be here to drop the girls to school and collect them yeah and bring them to their after school they're the priority Mm -hmm. and um not that I'll slot in and I'll, you know, you know, I mean, I'm given lots of, you know, space to, to do what I want to do. And if I need extra time again, I have the, the backup there to, to call in the cavalry to, to give me the dig out. But, um, but yeah, it was the right thing to do to wind it up at the time. And uh, I took a little bit of a, a break away, which was nice as well. Sometimes, you know, when you stop something and you take a step back, you can see the bigger picture as well. Yeah. Because when you're, in the thick of it, you don't see the wood from the trees. You know, you don't. And and what you're doing right or wrong, you, you're still plowing, 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 but the step back can give a perspective. It's, it's very interesting as um, I've spoken to a couple of entrepreneurs on this uh, platform. And uh, what is interesting is that when they do take a step back, they don't realize how much they may have missed out in certain things, you know, and you hear about it with a lot of entrepreneurs who are really successful in a public life that they get to 50 or 60 or whatever and they've reached wherever they wanted to get to but they've missed out on so much of memories and moments and times that they they can't replace and i think what's interesting is is those who you can't get that time back right so you having taken that step back to to step away and to see the bigger picture 
you removed the, the blinkers and you got to spend incredible time with your family and got to grow up with the girls a little bit and got to see see how they they acted but that gave you opportunity then as well to go on and create something else because you have that drive in you that kind of doggedness you're kind of going hold on what's next okay i'm hungry now again let's go and interesting it would be i'd love to hear about what the the next what happened next after what was your next kind of um uh your latest endeavor (laughs) yeah well look i i have to i have to give credit to the girls because they're like just when they arrived in, I mean, they're just the most massive motivators for me. I'm so passionate about, you know, uh, they're, they're so innocent and so wonderful. And their questions just drive me to think, God, you're right. We need to learn more about that. We need to look into that more. And, you know, you really want to be able to, I mean, God knows what they're going to ask you. And it's normally at the top of their voice in the middle of a busy supermarket, <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, but yeah, they, they just motivated me massively. And, and they're always, they're learning, obviously, you know, everything's new, walk, crawl, walk, run, yeah. climb, you know, and, and, I'm, and I'm seeing that and, and I'm going, yeah, you're right, what's next? Okay, so um, the girls love to play and climb and crawl. And um, for me as well, I suppose, with the background in childcare and uh, Montessori and special needs, like I really see the benefits of giving kids, you know, your time and uh, and getting down on the floor and playing with them and having conversations with them and exploring with them. So uh, I had gone back briefly to work um, as a special needs assistant um, in a preschool, and I was working with a boy, and we would take some time out and we would go away and uh, do some exercises and. I suppose because I enjoyed yoga and I was, you know, dabbled a bit myself. I was doing it, and 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 you know, from from my my rugby playing days, I I you know the warm up stuff and the training and things like that. You know, you you they all come back to you and and you're kind of doing them. And I thought, and he really improved. His strength really improved. And and then I was doing it a bit more with the girls here at home, and and they were really enjoying it. And and actually breathwork, I'm really passionate about breathwork. I think it's just one of those underrated things that we carry with us everywhere and it's such a magnificent tool that we can use at any time to help to ground ourselves whatever the situation that you know we find ourselves in a good bad or indifferent and um i saw the benefits of that with the girls because you know they've they've got their mommy's temper (laughs) 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 and uh, and i could see it i could see them taking the minute you know some of the times to take a breath and and go okay and you know and that's so anyway along came children's yoga I kind of thought you know what this this wouldn't it be great if there was kids yoga I was actually on and on at a friend of mine to do it she's a yoga and she said I can't do everything she said you go do it and, and teach you know out with me and I yeah. said all right okay so I looked at it and uh, I found a children's yoga course and I signed up for like a three-day uh, intensive kind of training and I loved it um but I felt I needed to learn more I'm always I just you need I need to I, I always want to give everything my best so you know I want to learn as much as I can yeah. and uh, so then I went on a couple of months later and did a five day um six seven day sorry um kind of intensive one again and that really deepened um, my knowledge a bit more so after that one I then set up and started running the kids yoga and again it, you know I could do it after as an after school so 
the girls could be with me yeah, as well. So it worked around us. Loved it. Yeah, because uh, it, it, it's something that I would have loved to have had when I was a kid to kind of understand that type of and kind of thing about Because you know? some parents have said to me, oh, my kids are too high energy. You know, for yoga is, you know, too relaxing and, and stuff like that. But actually, it, kids yoga is playful yoga so I mean you're doing down dog but you're also walking around the room barking you know I mean it's yeah. fun it's it's yeah. playful there's games you're playing it's not you're the playing childhood games. Zen stuff that you'd normally get nobody was sitting still <laughs> and and if anybody knows that it's me because mine like they they have springs in their feet they, you yeah. know they're always up and they're always talking and it's always all go so you know it has to be next 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 with kids yeah. yoga and and you just have a million ideas you have a plan and then you go in with your plan and then just get ready to throw it out the window yeah so i always say you've, you've got to meet kids where they're at you know so if they're a little bit low then we might start the class a little low and then you know adjust accordingly but that's more about the classes but anyway yeah so yeah the, what the what um what kind of advice would you give to parents though as well as you say like who who think that who maybe just don't experience it because i thought i think kids yoga is probably relatively new as a as a, yeah. a trend is it or has it been around for a long time Do you know um steven it's probably been around but it's becoming more popular it's becoming one of those more um popular after school activities you'll see it popping up but no it, it, it hasn't it's not massively um, and would, would it be like kids from, from as soon as they're kind of walking or do they have to be a certain age or what, what way does it work yeah, no i mean you can start them at like you can start doing you know little yoga movements with them yourself and their babies you, yeah, you know right yeah. the, the toddler and then and then that's kind of different you know that's more about singing songs and having puppets and yeah and moving way and then you move into the next stage and the next stage and you see it now with my girls who are um eight and nine and and depending on the eight and nine year olds you know they can be a little bit too cool for the kind of even the yoga that i might be doing some days you know um so you yeah. need to it's funny isn't it your when, game again when you see some photographs of people and they're doing their press-ups or their yoga or something that the little kid beside them and they're trying to <laughs> do the dance, yeah. do all the movements as well but like that's the start of it right <laughs> yeah that's it exactly yeah yeah and 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 you know no one better position than kids to i mean they're like elastic bands it's great yeah. for them they can they can they can do it and 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 as they say use it or lose it you yeah. know so keep it up as much as you can throughout um not, Love it, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and so so from that um you didn't stop there right so like the play like apes obviously was founded and you were playing like an ape with the kids and enjoying yeah. life and getting down and dirty with them all. And then, then I remember getting a phone call off you and you turned to me and you're like, do you know what? I'm going to write a book. I'm going to write a story. I'm like, huh, what are you doing? So tell me, tell me about that and where that came from. Uh, lockdown, sorry. Lockdown. Elsie's Arabian adventure. Uh, let's just uh, say anybody who's looking for Elsie's Arabian Adventure, DM Sarah right now. <laughs> it's a promo in there, you know? <laughs> yeah, so look, again, like as I said, lockdown madness, really, isn't it? I mean, um, I was busy, obviously, during lockdown. I, was, I had the girls home. We were homeschooling. And I also had signed up to take on a play therapy course. 
an introduction into to play therapy, which is a FETAC um, course. And um, yeah, there's there's lovely therapy, you know, this section on therapeutic stories kind of was, I was like, that's, that's really nice. I have a couple of ideas now for, you know, doing as part of the course, a, a therapeutic story. And, but it was really just listening to the girls, you know, again, when you, when you stop and you listen, it's amazing really what you'll hear, you know, and, and they were out in the garden and literally every sentence out of their mouths is, you pretend you're so-and-so and I'll pretend I'm our, let's pretend this is that. And they were just all, you know, up in their, in their heads and their imaginations and just, you know, everything was fun and um it was just great to listen to and um yeah I kind of just thought god it'd be great to write them a story to write a story you know about them with them as the characters kind of you know and at the heart of it as well I really wanted to look at uh, anxiety because um you know that we've two uh, deep thinkers um one even you know in in different ways they're both deep thinkers one you might say a little bit more than the other but they just um approach things differently but um but warriors you know and we had obviously with covid i mean you know and and kids are brilliant and kids are resilient but they still worry and they still have concerns and uh we've had tears with we don't want you to die and we don't want to die um and we're careful again you know we try not to really let them hear the news too much you know not not you know age appropriate kind of you know so we might explain things as they're happening and stuff like that but not necessarily listening to you know news reports and stuff like that but still they're picking it up mm. and um yeah, so I, I kind of found like doing little again, the breathing and getting out and playing and uh, creating with them and stuff like that helped, you know, so, but anxiety is something I think we can sometimes still be a bit dismissive with kids because we kind of go, yeah, they're, they're resilient, they're, they'll be grand, you know, that this won't affect them or it won't bother them, but it really, really does. And different kids in different ways and some kids more than others. Um, so it was just something that I wanted to kind of address in the book in a small way as well, um, was through using expressions, because we're Irish, we have an expression for everything and everyone and something to say about everything. And uh, But I wanted to kind of bring in the, the sayings, because I was reared on sayings. Everyone had, you know, uh, mom, mom had an answer for everything in, the, in some sort of an expression or a saying way, you know. You're, you're um, a bit famous for your different sayings and repeating certain uh, phrases, aren't you, Sarah? Uh, mostly uh, mostly I get them wrong so <laughs> I was heavily edited for this because uh, yeah I'm one of those people who says things and gets them always muddled and I tell you know I tell jokes I tell the punchline before I you know but um the joke but uh, yeah so so little things like that so we originally the story started off as close as crocodile to the boat because that is something that Brian would always say to me as well, you know, when I'm working on projects and stuff like that, and I kind of want to get everything done and I'm, you know, trying to keep on top of everything. He would just say, closest crocodile to the boat, meaning what's the big, what's the biggest thing that needs to be sorted out at this very moment? And then just worry about that and then move on to the next crocodile and the next crocodile and, and so on. And it started off as a picture story. 
And once I sat to start to write it again, I was lucky I found that um, those, I get like, I was like, I'm gonna write this book and uh, it's gonna be great. And then it's like, well, who's going to illustrate it? And where would I get it published? And how would I go about doing this, that and the other? So like that, you can only do so much yourself. So I yeah. researched and looked in and luckily enough, um, another local author here in Kildare was running a course um, to write your own children's book, a six week course. And I love a deadline because that motivates me as well, um, you know, to, to start and finish something. Otherwise, you know, especially writing a book could really, I mean, you could drag it out over years if you wanted to. Um, so it, 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 it chopped and changed and it eventually became more of a, you know, a short chapter book. And uh, Elsie, who is actually a combination of Ellen and Lucy, uh, the two girls' names, um, was supposed to be just one character. And she was a mash of the two of them. Um, but then they, they morphed out. So I kept Elsie and I threw in a Nelly, which is... <laughs> uh, so that's basically kind of the two <laughs> girls. And Ellen, she, she, she gives people the book, you know, and she goes, open page, uh, whatever. I'm in the, I'm, I'm famous now. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. And and Milani as well, I believe, is the surname, huh? <laughs> yes, yes, my, my Nana's maiden name. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another uh, inspirational, you know, person for me in my life uh, as well. Yeah, Nana. Um, so it, it is interesting, though, that you, you your your theme, though, for the book is is obviously uh sounds like it's obviously uh, the idea is born out of the kids and listening to the kids and, and kind of taking a little bit of understanding of what they're going through and then trying to teach others how to manage anxiety obviously the theme for this one is anxiety and and Elsie goes on her Arabian adventure which is fantastic because um what I what I what I love about it is that it, it it's opening up the world to Elsie and to kids that they may not not have kind of considered before you know um but in what like what's the takeaway that you'd love to for people to kind of leave having read the book um well the oh, right well i suppose the real thing would be talk 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 to your friends talk to your family talk to your kids you know if there's ever anything going on um talking is is the is the is is, is key in helping any of us um and then you know again it's it's a it's a kids adventure as well you know so but also the cultural side of it so they visit Dubai there's references you know um to the language the Arabic language and some Arabic food because obviously my passion for food is still very much there um so you know educate you know as well very much at the heart of this educate offering kids the offer because uh, the, the opportunity because our island is growing and we have so many new and diverse cultures now living here you know um that it's important it's important that our our, our kids understand um other cultures and, yeah. and and like you look at ireland ireland has a diaspora of about 76 million you know so like we've got people all over the world and we've gone and infiltrated all the other countries and cultures and stuff so Absolutely. now the fact that we're here in Ireland and that we've got so many different cultures and identities and stuff coming in to the country, it's important to to be open and be accepting and to understand uh, others, you know, and you can only do that by listening and talking, right? Absolutely. And I mean, you know, 
our, our next generation, our next is always our opportunity to to get it right, you know. So, you know, and and to offer like to to teach them what we might not necessarily have have learned, you know, about different religious um, holidays and you know yeah. traditional traditional food, traditional clothing, um, anything, you know, all of these, you know, things that that are are, are not. Um, day in day out you know but but they're there yeah and i think the what's what what i would take from that is because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong you know and because it's it's different doesn't mean you should turn your turn away from it just be, it different is okay you know and different allows you to be inquisitive and be curious about it and to try ask the questions and and to understand and i think if you encourage kids to do that at a young age to be curious and to ask questions and to be like welcoming and all that, that'll stand to them for the rest of their life because you're setting the kind of the foundation blocks. Now I don't have kids. All right. I, and you know that, but I have in the God, in the girls, like incredible, um, I suppose friends is what we've become as well as uncles and whatever and nieces and stuff, but we've become yeah. really, really brilliant, close friends. And I think they know that if anything ever they wanted me, that I'm there for them. Like they, I think they're, they're aware of that even at this young age, but um, what I love to, when I, when I do get to see them is, is that they're always inquisitive. They're always asking me, what am I doing? Where am I going? And what, what news have I gotten? like where are you living and who are you meeting and all these things they love it because they yeah. they're interested in in my life and i think that interest then kind of is comes across then in their friendships with their family and with their friends and stuff because they're actually interested that's probably why they talk all the time <laughs> oh God. and do they talk but you're right but now like we have it you know they're coming up everything is new to them it's our uh, responsibility uh, as their guardians to expose them to you know all of this uh, you know in a positive light and as you said not good bad or indifferent just they they are who they are we are who we are you know and 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 it's opens them up they're 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 more tolerant you know they get it it's not um shock and all you know yeah. they're very aware of of things more so than we ever would have been growing up you know yeah. i mean even with all of the the news and whether it be donald trump or uh black lives matters or you know they're um they're, they're tuning into all this and they're asking why you know and yeah. and you've got to be prepared to to answer them and and give them Good foundations you know again age appropriate but you know to let them know what's going on in the world and that there's a lot of injustice and how privileged they are yeah. i'm very, very passionate about letting them know how, how how privileged really they are for their education to the you know the clothes that they want to wear to the places that they can go and the travel that they can you know hopefully go back to taking sooner as they grow you know that that it's important that they understand that not everybody has lives the way that they live, you know, yeah. and, and again, that, that this might introduce and, and open up the questions in families, yeah. you know, and yeah. let the conversation start. It's a conversation starter, you know, why was like, because at the back of the book I have been referencing what the hijab is, you know, what, you know, so why different cultures do, you know, so it starts the conversations. And tell me, why did you start with the Arabian adventure? Why wasn't it an adventure <laughs> to Lanzarote? Like, 
Uh, yeah, honest to God. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's where I wanted to go. <laughs> um, I suppose, again, going back to my, my military roots, really, I suppose, um, since I was less than a year old, my dad was gone overseas to serve in Lebanon. Um, and uh, uh, as years go on, go on, go on, and he did, I don't know how many trips overseas out there. And um, then in... 2005 he moved out there for a year and didn't come home for 12 years so uh, the Arabic culture is very much now a part of our um, family you know and and uh, um, so we really only ended up in Dubai because Elsie uh, aka Lucy uh, is absolutely horse mad and, and it just made sense to go to Dubai really as opposed to Lebanon you know but I still wanted to include the the uh, the the Arabic side to it and, and the, the picture of the souks and the, some of the pictures and things like that are actually from the souks, you know, in the town where mum and dad lived uh, back in the day. But yeah, so Lovely. major Arabic influence so this, in this house, And this, yeah. this won't be the last adventure, I hope. No, I'm hoping that Elsie will, I, I'm working on another little project uh, at the moment. Of course moment. you are. <laughs> <laughs> My brain just... It's going to be an exclusive, is it? <laughs> Yeah, 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 an exclusive. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've just finished up uh, what I'm working on, and it's uh, I need someone to edit it. <laughs> you can be getting an email later. Yeah, um, no problem. Yeah, yeah, and and Elsie's African adventures where I'm hoping to head next because okay. again, even here in Kildare, I mean, um, we have you know so many. Um, uh, I can't think of the name of the word now. The not resource the the hotels, Steve. Um, with, ho uh, oh, and direct provision. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I think yeah. it's you know I, um and again speaking to the girls and how privileged they are and stuff like that. So you know the culture again. I think it's really important that they understand the culture um where where people are coming from and um. And, and, and how they got here and why they're here, you know, and all these things I think are really, really important. Yeah, yeah I think I think you're dead right. I, I, it's actually interesting that you say that because I've got a, a, a lady coming on um, the podcast and she's from Kenya, but she's going to talk to me about the human rights issues that are going on in Kenya at the moment and the challenges that are there for girls growing up, you know, so that that'll be quite, quite interesting. Um, but I think you're I think you're dead right, because there's so many elements of the world that that I suppose they're they're so far away that we don't actually kind of consider them like the Arabian adventure and for others, Africa as well. So it'd be great to get a context of that rather than just going to Spain or over to Portugal or whatever, you know, yeah, <laughs> when there are other European countries as well. And there's probably, you know, yeah, certain, yeah. But, but yeah. They're really beyond that and, and to explain to them you know, where are these people who are living in our town are coming from, you yeah, know, and, yeah. and, and as their, their journey. historical and, context, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just to, but again, they're going to be asking, why are they living there? And, you know, uh, I think yeah. we'll all have a lot to answer for in a few years when it comes to that. But anyway, you know, tell I me, think that's, that's for another Tell me this. Um, I do ask this quite a lot, and the... The responses are quite varied and different. But if you were, if you had the opportunity to leave a message or to write on a piece of paper a message that you could share with everybody, 
what would that message um, say? Yeah. Um, do you know, in the... I'm losing my words now. Um, the dedication for the book, in the dedication part, uh, because it's dedicated to the book, you know, to, to, to the girls and, and, and Brian, mum and dad, my, my supporters, but uh, is, is a quote from um, A.A. Malign. I think I'm saying that right. But the, you are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. Uh, you know, and, and I think that covers a lot of, of different bases. Um, you know, give, give yourself a go, you know, believe in yourself, um, trust yourself, you're stronger than you think and you are smarter than you think. You know, it's easy to, to put yourself down or not try something, but, you know, give it a go, believe in yourself. Yeah, I, I love that. I think, um, I think if everybody kind of went and approached life like that, they'll open the world up to so many different opportunities. And especially in the, in the world that we're living in right now, where things are quite tricky and tough because of the lockdowns and pandemics and COVID and stuff, it's very hard to stay optimistic and stay focused. And I think it's a case of just remind yourself that, yeah, you are better than what you are, um, will go a long way and that you can do whatever it is that you're aiming to do. And I think you're proof of the pudding as well, Sarah, in, in, in that approach, because you've gone and you've, you're like you've raised an unbelievable family you've created a number of different entities in terms of businesses um that have been born out of you with being willing to learn and to get down on the ground and play with the kids and get to get to listen and get to hear and talk to them and i think it's a credit to you and what you're i suppose what you're about so for me i'm only thrilled thrilled to have you on board and to share this time with you and create this memory and have this to share with the kids as they grow up and they slag us when we get older and stuff but um <laughs> yeah no yeah exactly but like, <laughs> no, but genuinely like these these things these kind of this project and this personal thing of mine is is to share these moments with with people that i care about and the people that inspire me and you're definitely one of them so Thank you so much for being part of what makes you tick. I think we've definitely found out what makes you tick. Um, you never know. We might make this a kind of like an annual thing. <laughs> see what happens yeah, next. See where I am this time 12 months. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? But, well, listen, no, thank you so much for being on board. All right. Thanks, Steve. And thank you for all of your support and the inspiration that you give me by do, you doing things like this. And, and in your day to day, you're an inspiration as well. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, and smarter than you think. I really, really love those words. Sarah hit the nail on the head. Imagine saying those to yourself every day and believing it. Who knows what great things could happen? This world is pretty crazy, folks, with so much uncertainty. And what is certain, though, is the creativity and the imagination of kids. As we get older and more conditioned to life, we forget to let our inner child out. Look at the kids around you. They're not afraid to try to fall and then pick themselves back up and go again. Because it's in falling and failing that we learn our biggest lessons. If you'd like to reach out to Sarah, head over to her Instagram handle at playlikeapes. Until next time, everybody.
Stay up to date on all future episodes by hitting the subscribe option, or if you want to find out more, visit whatmakesyoutick.net.